I'm Allison Van Hooser, and I'm on a sold-out mission to develop highly successful leaders at all levels. In the 15 years I've been working throughout the food, financial, retail industries, and politics, I've become deeply aware of the powerful effects of leadership. In each episode, you will get strategies and actions you can use immediately in order to change you, your team, and your business. The question is, will you choose to own it? Will you put your stake in the ground and decide to do something with what you've learned today? This is Stake, the Leadership Podcast. There's only so much time in the day, and to get the most out of the time that you do have, you need to set boundaries, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how setting boundaries helps increase productivity and create a more positive employee engagement experience, both of which improve performance. I like to say boundaries are not bad, they're best. How many days have gone by where you've come into the office, whether it's on-site or remotely, you've come into the office with a list of all the things you need to accomplish, only to realize that by the time you are quitting or by the time you need to leave, that there's still so much undone on your list. In order to increase productivity for yourself and your team, I've experienced that clear communication boundaries clear communication boundaries are critical. Think about the ways that we communicate in the workplace, in the office and online. Here's some. Email, phone calls, voicemail, text, online chat, office drop-ins, a stop in the hallway. I mean, the list can go on. The thing about communication boundaries is that they help you plan your day by making sure that you communicate with everyone else on when, where, and how to best communicate with you and when, where, and how they can expect you to communicate with them. Let me say that one more time. Setting communication boundaries helps you plan your day. You do that by communicating with everyone else when, where, and how to best communicate with you and when, where, and how they can expect you to communicate with them. So let's talk about those communication boundaries. One example of an effective communication boundary would be setting an expectation on email response times. So I talk about this in some of the leadership development training I do, and every time people come back and they say, I either do that and it works, or I am going to start doing that because I'm losing it over here. Let me give you an example of an effective communication boundary. So let's talk about that in response to email. So if you as a leader are going to set forth a communication boundary based on email, it might look like this. You might set this standard for your employees or communicate it that this is how you will respond. So you could say, emails received before lunchtime should be responded to before lunchtime. Emails sent after lunchtime and before the end of the day should be responded to before you leave. And emails received overnight or over the weekend should be responded to before lunchtime on the next working day. And if you're unable to meet this expectation, you must set an autoresponder and communicate when the person should expect a response from you. 
That's just one example. What we know is that creating a boundary in this way allows the sender to not feel like they have to constantly be checking their email, which will allow them to focus more on the task at hand, uninterrupted, therefore increasing productivity. On the other hand, this boundary keeps senders from wondering, worrying, and whining about why someone hasn't responded to their email yet. Maybe you've been there before. I'll say it again. Effective communication boundaries are positive for people on all sides. Now, I've seen boundaries that backfire. It happens too many times. And oftentimes this happens when a person sets a boundary with only their best interest in mind. So hear me carefully in what I'm about to say. Let me give you an example of what this could look like. Let's continue with the idea of setting boundaries around email. I'm going to sort of role play for a second. Follow me. So let's say Anna leads a team. Anna goes on vacation and sets an autoresponder that she's out of the office for the week and adds an emergency contact if needed. Most of us have seen those types of responses. While she's on vacation, Anna's team continues to email her as normal as different needs or different information comes up in order to help them manage their own productivity and effectiveness. The team knows that Anna is on vacation and they all assume that she will just check and respond to her email once she returns to work. However, while Anna's on vacation, she continues checking her email. She feels like she needs to respond. So Anna becomes frustrated by all the emails she continues to get and she chooses to set a boundary. And the boundary she sets ends up backfiring on her. Anna sends a sharp email to the entire team stating that they should not email her while she's on vacation. So after reading the email, what happens is the entire team that she sent that email to now has a very bad taste in their mouth for Anna. So tensions begin to rise. Drama begins all while she's away. So when Anna returns to work post-vacation... She has so much more than just emails that she has to deal with. So let's think about that. Maybe you've dealt with a situation like that. Maybe you've dealt with a situation like that. Anna's boundaries backfired. Why? So first, Anna didn't communicate with her team how she preferred to be or not to be contacted on vacation. She simply set an autoresponder that said that she was out of the office. So her team continued to email her regular communication. Anna assumed the autoresponder was enough to communicate her expectation. Anna's team assumed Anna's autoresponder was set so she could stop checking emails until she returned to work. There we have it. Different expectations, not clearly communicated, all which led to issues. Secondly, when you think about setting boundaries, effective boundaries, the ones that will increase productivity, they must benefit both parties. Anna didn't seem to consider why her team may be emailing her while she was on vacation. They were simply making sure that they didn't leave anything undone and were able to move on to their next task. So Anna, suddenly setting that boundary that no one was allowed to email her while she was out of the office, that, to her team, seemed really rude and selfish. The thing is, people don't want rude, 
selfish leaders. They want selfless leaders. You can be selfless. You can be a selfless leader and avoid backfiring boundaries when you make sure that the boundaries you set, they benefit people on all sides. And equally as important when they're communicated early and fully. I want you to hear me carefully. When you're thinking about your work day and when you're thinking about setting these boundaries with communication so that you can get more done, remember that boundaries are not bad, they're best, but only when established correctly. So as a leader, put your stake in the ground on this. What boundaries around communication can you begin discussing with your team so that everyone's productivity and workplace experience is positively affected? Thank you so much for tuning in today. For the links to everything mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes. And if you'd like more practical, tactical leadership development content, go to www.vanhooser.com for my weekly blog and all the links to my social media channels. If it makes sense to start improving the leadership skills of your managers and supervisors, let's talk about training options for your team email me at allison at vanhooser.com.